What's up, Braves Nation? This is the Ethos Braves Podcast. I'm your host, John McKay, and I've got Kyle Clark on the line with me today. Kyle, how's it going? John, it's been a couple weeks, my friend. How's everything going with you? Pretty good. Chaotic, but uh, I think times are slowing down, so we might be able to get some more episodes out for you guys. Yeah, yeah, awesome. That, that's great. That's what the people want to hear, too. Um, I figured since we took a couple weeks off, I figured we'd just overview of the last couple weeks and then talk a little bit about the draft, the All-Star game, and then uh, preview uh, what's coming up for Atlanta. Yeah, so uh, since the last time we've talked, I think for me it's been um, a couple a couple weeks at least. So, uh, new breaking news: the Atlanta Braves have the best record in Major League Baseball. So right now we're sitting at sixty and twenty nine, red mm-hmm. hot, winners of eleven consecutive series, um, and you know things are going pretty well and almost too well. So you kind of want to walk with a little trepidation, but uh, I mean things are things are looking up. I mean the team is rocking and rolling. We can talk a little bit about you know what we've done the last couple of weeks but i mean it all goes back if you remember they they lost that series that uh in oakland they lost two out of three to the worst team in baseball perhaps one of the worst teams of all time and uh and i know that snicker had a um a meeting closed door meeting with the team similar to what he did last year and it's been literally crazy since then 11 straight series wins and rocking and rolling they got an eight and a half game lead over the marlins you know 12 over the phillies and um you know i i think what's most important about that is, is that not only are we winning and seeing the results but i mean the confidence is there the swagger's there and uh you know it, it's you know you almost want to say that the all-star break came at the wrong time but you know i'm sure that they're enjoying their rest definitely I, it still this season in june sounds or feels very eerily similar to last year in that series in Arizona. Yep, yep, same thing. I, I think coming out of the Oakland A's series, that we went to Arizona similar to last year too. And uh, we, the, we they did. <laughs> won, a, won a tough series there. So, you know, it's it's been it's been pretty good. I mean, and, and you can look at kind of what the Braves have done recently, right, and who are the teams that they've played. So not mm-hmm. only are they beating the teams that they should have beaten, so they, they go into Detroit, rock them, they beat the Rockies. Then we're in that series in Philly. One of the games gets rained out. We take we take both of them there um, with dominant pitching. We play the Reds, lose that crazy 11-10 game, but then, you know, we beat them 7-6 on the back end of that series in Cincinnati, which is a tough place to play. Sweep the Twins at home, sweep the Marlins at home, take two out of three in Cleveland. And then most importantly, I think, which was, uh, you know, a real measuring stick matchup against the Rays in Tampa where, you know, teams – really don't have success there. The ball dies when it's in the air. We take two out of three from there. And then we're in the all-star break. So, you know, I, I have some thoughts on, on, on where we are individually, but I wanted to ask you, John, like out of all those series I just mentioned, do you think that the race series was the most impressive one? I'm going to say the Rays, but a very close second is the red series because the reds are hot. Yeah. I mean, De La Cruz, is an animal. I mean, I'm sorry. He it, he's impressive, and they they remind me of the Braves because they're young, and they're playing with their hair on fire, and they're playing you know similar to what the Braves were a couple of years ago. Yep, yep, I agree totally. And I think that you know you t- you, you take it take a step back, right? And you look at it at a high level, and you're like, okay, 
the Reds, they got this young, I mean, it's not just Dela Cruz. Obviously he's the, he's the front man and he's, he's mm-hmm. got all, you know, all the initiative or all the talent in the world, but also they got some other young guys that they brought up like Matt McClain, uh, Andrew Abbott, their left-handed pitcher. Who's pretty good. They got all these guys coming up uh, steer. Who's playing like third base, first base, left field, all around the diamond. You know, they, they're really talented. Jonathan India is there. Joey Votto just came off the, the IL, especially that series. We played them. That first mm-hmm. game was insane. 11, 10, they come back and win, but it shows the fortitude of the Braves that, you know, dig down deep, you know, you're not, you're, you know, going into a series at the great American ballpark that you're going to give up runs. Right. But it's like, how can you suppress the runs enough and score enough to win? And they did that both those games. And it's so funny what you just said about, you know, the reds kind of taking the page out of the Braves book and they have all these young guys that they're calling up. And you know what we're going to see here between them and the Baltimore Orioles, who are kind of like the Braves of the AL too, with all the young talent that they're bringing up too. Um, Like they just brought up Kowser and a couple other guys, um, Westberg, their shortstop. Um, you're going to start seeing that they're going to start following the Braves blueprint in terms of signing these guys who are still arbitration eligible to long-term deals, right? I mm-hmm. don't think that anything's going to be announced during the season, but I would be shocked if during this offseason they don't the Reds and Orioles don't start signing these guys and buying out their arbitration, and that way it's giving them essentially two big paydays. Like, you know, Ronald's going to get a, another big payday. So will Ozzy. You know, uh, Mike Harris will get another one. Spencer Strider will get another one. So you're going to see that where it's going to be lower uh, – um, uh, average annual value on their deals per year, but they're going to extend mm-hmm. them out like six, eight years. So that way they get that, that first deal, get their security, and then they're going to get paid again. So, you know, that Alex Anthopoulos basically created that, uh, that blueprint, that map. And, uh, and I, and I bet you that's what we see there. So yeah, great analogy by you. Did you just say West Georgia shortstop or West Georgia? Uh, Westberg. So uh, Jordan Westberg, okay. he's the shortstop for the Orioles. They just caught him up. I think like two or three weeks ago, and uh, yeah, okay. so, he's a good player. Um, did you? Sorry, this is a tangent. No, I was supposed to keep close to the vest today. Did you hear this uh, call up about who's Westbrook or Westbrook? Uh, I, I, no, I did not. His friends were giving him heck. They were sitting right behind home plate, and they were giving him heck after, at his first plate appearance. <laughs> oh, really? That's hilarious. They had they got right behind the plate. Probably put him at a little bit of comfort and ease. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, this Ray, I was impressed. The Rays series. I mean, these were the two. I mean, yes, the Braves were on a five or six game losing streak, or no, five games when they, the Braves came into Tampa. Um, but they're the cream of the crop in the AO. I mean, I was looking at the records, and you know, the Rays have the best record in the AL by at least four games and the Braves are way ahead of any team in the national league. So I, I, I kind of think you saw a uh, world series preview that series. Would you dare to say that? Yeah. Listen, it's way too early to talk to that. I wouldn't be shocked to see those two teams in the world series, but I mean, we know that anyone can get hot, right? Especially mm-hmm. in the, I, I think the AL, I think, you know, it, it's the race to lose. I mean, I don't believe that the Rangers have the pitching to beat the Rays. I think the Astros do. I don't think anyone from the Central will make a run. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, with the, and, and the AL East, I mean, the Orioles, I think it's a little bit early for them. So, I, you know, I wouldn't be shocked to see them, the Rays and the Astros and the ALCS in some form of fashion. And then, 
the winner goes to the World Series. In the NL, I mean, yeah, I want to say that the Braves are obviously the favorite to get there, but, I mean, way more variables of, like, do the Padres get hot and make a run? Do the Phillies get hot again and make a run, right? They're not even in the picture right now. Like, what's going to happen with the NL West? Like, are the Dodgers – I mean, the Dodgers and Diamondbacks are tied right now top the NL West, so it can go a bunch of different ways. I think we're a little bit too early to talk about that. And also, John, I'm super uh, superstitious, um, <laughs> so I don't even want to think about that. I'm I'm kind of trying to take the mantra of the, what the Braves do. One game at a time, we're at the White Sox, mm-hmm. or we're home against the White Sox tomorrow after the All-Star break. But, uh, yeah, I did want to say something about the race series, which I thought was pretty pretty good to see because great teams, when they have you down, right, they're mm-hmm. able to add on those insurance runs. So we know the first game, uh, that was against Tyler Glass now, the uh, the home run, we won, we won 2-1. That was a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a nail-biter, but – I never felt like our pitching was going to falter. I was very confident in our bullpen. They looked good, and Glacius looked good as well. That second game the, uh, against the Rays, the one that we ended up winning 6-1. to one. So if you remember that game, um, that was the Spencer Strider game. He was very good. They faced Taj Bradley. They got to him early. They scored four runs early. But then you saw in the eighth inning, the Rays scored to make it 4-1. And what good teams do is late in the games, in the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings, especially the eighth and ninth innings, those insurance runs are so important, especially in playoff baseball where anything can change, you know, at any moment. And you saw the Braves in the ninth inning come back. Um, I think it was a fielder's choice by Mike Harris that drove in a run um, on an error. It's something he, he caused chaos. And then Ronald came up with a single two. Those add-on runs or what good teams do. And to see them do that against a very good raised bullpen, uh, I think that was uh, really, really good to see. So that's what I wanted to touch on there because, um, you know, you win the series that way. And it, they won the series with an exclamation point too by adding on those runs at the end and put it, leaving mm-hmm. no doubt. I, I agree. Good teams, when they have somebody in their clutches, they uh, continue to put on the put on the gas. They smell blood in the water. Mm-hmm. Was that a uh, fish joke? Because they're the devil. Oh. They used to be the devil race. You want to take it that uh. way? It is. <laughs> um. Um. Something that else has stood out to me is Ronald's. You know, home run stolen base. He's got forty-one stolen bases, twenty-one home runs. He's on a record pace right now. Yeah. I. I yeah, it's 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 kind of you, you you're in all of it, but then also you don't want to jinx it. I mean, I just want to see this guy be healthy for mm-hmm. the whole year and, and see what see what how the numbers shake out at the end. But you know, more importantly than the numbers, right? Like Ronald, you you can you can talk a little bit about you know the, the talent, the skill, but I want to talk about his, his maturity, right? So mm-hmm. he's 25 years old now. Um, the 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 previous two clear cut leaders of the Braves. So Freddie Freeman and Danji Swanson are no longer there. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they did things one way and, you know, I think that there's sometimes not clashes with Dansby, but I know with Freddie, you know, there's, there's always been the talk of like, you know, Ronald's eccentric. He's, he's flamboyant. He's loud. He's boisterous. You know, I think that when they left, there was an opportunity to step into leadership roles for a lot of people. So like we know Travis Darno's been doing it. Austin Riley's been a lot more outspoken from it. The bullpen, the pitching, right? Obviously mm-hmm. the longest tenured brave is Ozzy Albies and that's Ronald's best friend. So, you know, that is like a, a, Ozzy's been a real leader too, but Ronald, if you've noticed, 
it hasn't been as much showboating this year. Like he's hit bombs and where he'd, he'd flip the bat and do all that stuff. But you see him, he puts his head down. He's running around the bases, right? Like he, you just see another sense of another level of maturity that hasn't been there. And I think it's because those previous leaders are gone and he's like, okay, this is not just my team. It's our team, right? It's our mm-hmm. culture. And he's really coming into his own about that. And I think that you can look no further than the home run derby, right? So Ronald said that he has other things on his mind, bigger goals to achieve than, than to do the home, home run derby. And Snicker came out and said, hey, I'm never going to tell a player not to do something, right? Like not do the mm-hmm. home run derby, not, you know, not do that. But it shows the level of maturity and understanding of like, what is at hand and what's in front of them and what they can do, right? Like this team has won a World Series without him, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they, he, he helped them get there, obviously, because without him in that first half of 2021, they're not even sniffing the playoffs. Uh, before he got hurt, he was, he was going to be the MVP that year. But they've won without him. So I think like that mm-hmm. has always been like a big chip on his shoulder. Like, hey, it's my turn now. I want to be the best player on a championship team. Obviously, he has the talent too, but you're seeing him do it. So, yeah, the numbers are great, but I don't think he's he, he's I don't think he's like focused on like I need to go 40-40. I need to go 50, you know, 40-70, whatever he's going to finish out with this year. I think he's just is playing each game at a time. What can I do to help us win? And uh, and you see it too because they go he can go over four like uh, he has sometimes mm-hmm. and they win and he's all smiles. The pre the previous iterations of Ronald Cooney jr. W- that was not the case some- sometimes. So I think that uh, as much as a uh, dynamic player he's been in the numbers he's putting up, I'm more impressed with the process of what, he- where he's gone because it could have gone a different way, especially because he signed a little, probably definitely a below market deal. I think mm-hmm. that uh, I think that it's, you know it, it's all coming together at the right time for him. I I, I agree with you. It's, his maturity level has definitely improved. Um, you know, I think he is the leader of this team because he's been there the longest. Uh, you know, like Ozzy, like Austin Riley. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. Is it? Those are the three that have been there the longest, correct? Yeah, I'd, I'd say Ozzy. I would say uh, Freed's been there a long time. Darno has been has put his time in now too. I think Darno's like third or fourth year. You got to remember, these are all young guys. They all came up virtually mm-hmm. at the same time. Austin Riley's been there. Arcia was on the uh, the championship team. I think, you know, you get Freddie's gone, Dansby's gone, but like, I mean, the core who won that World Series are still there. These are the same guys, John, and you're a big, I know you follow our minor league system very closely, closer than I do, at least in terms of like the on-field results. I look at, you know, who's, who's performing well, but you, you know, you're watching games and everything like that. Um, you know, did I, the team that was in double A with like Soroka and Ronald and Freed and all of them, they won, they won it all, right? A couple years ago? Um, I believe so. I know the team that, at Rome, that had all those on it. They were. I think they won their championship in 2016. Yes. So um, that that was all of them, I believe. Yes. I, I'm not sure if Mississippi at Double A won. Um. I think they won a couple of years later, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they were. Uh, yeah. So I'm looking at it right now. So yeah, that was like Mike Soroka. That was all of them. That that were. Um, that were part of it. They won. They won it all. The South Atlantic League title. Okay. Max Reed. Yeah, that, the that's there. Rome. That yeah. was. Yeah. So I mean, they, they all basically what I'm getting at is this core group have won 
every single mm-hmm. stop of the way. So mm-hmm. um, it's really impressive to see, and, and, and it's translating to the big leagues now, and it's, um, it's fun. Um, another thing I want to talk about is, you know, they've done all this without a 20-game winner from last year and Max Fried. Yeah. And, and well, well, uh, Kyle Wright was the 20, 20 game winner. Max Fried is obviously their ace. So, yeah, I mean, it shows a lot about the, the organizational depth, right? Like Spencer Strider had that rough patch, but he's been lights out lately. Bryce Elder, who has just uh, defied expectations, right? Even with his bad start against the Rays, which, you know, that I, you know, going into that game, you know, if we sweep the Rays, great. If not, two out of three, we're taking on the road all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Elder's been really good. Um, you know, it's been, uh, you know, Soroka came up and I think he's given them a shot in the arm. He's been good. Like, it feels like anyone who Anthopolis calls on to make a start or promote to the big leagues, like Kobe Allard, who's been really good since he came up. Um, you know, even Schuster was was pretty good for a little bit. Um, and, and the one person we haven't even mentioned is Charlie Moore, and he's been really steady. Um, he's having his best year in a couple years now for the Braves. So it's like the rotation has so much depth. And I mean, free just came back and threw, I think 35 pitches in a rehab start. So he's starting to build his way back. And I think Kyle Wright's not too far behind. I mean, it's a, it's an embarrassment of riches and you just got to hope that, uh, you know, just the final form of the 2023 Braves in the playoffs to win it all. They need Max Freed. They need Strider at the top. And obviously I think Charlie Morton would be that third starter because he has the experience as well. Um, they need all those guys along with the bullpen. So, yeah. Well, well, you mentioned the embarrassment of riches. Um, they got richer in the draft. Yeah, I'll just say that. Sure did. Yes. Um, Hurston Waldrop. Wow. So you're I gonna like have to, you're, yeah, you're gonna have to explain a little bit to me about him. I mean, I've, I'm not a big college baseball you know fanatic, so I I. Obviously, it was following along, especially in the first round. It sounded like uh, that Waldrop was a – he slid a little bit in the draft, but he's like a top talent, top 100 mm-hmm. prospect already. I think his – from what I can gather, his best pitch is a extremely good split. Yeah, I've heard that too. Um, and he – his strikeouts are elite. Um, he, they didn't, he didn't win the College World Series, obviously, LSU – won that and Paul Skeens and Dylan Cruz and that crowd. Um, but again, not only is he a great pitcher, but he's a Georgia kid. He's from Thomasville, Georgia. Okay. So, so another local I like guy. I, I like it. Well, I mean, kind of it's South. It's, it's about as South as Georgia you can go without being in Florida, but still a Georgia kid. <clears throat> um, and I just, I like getting the Georgia kids, you know, Michael Harris, uh, you know, Austin Riley's from the South, so you know, I yeah. I, I like seeing that. Um, and then you've got another kid I'm impressed with is uh, they com- kind of comp him to uh, Michael Harris, Isaiah Drake. Okay. Um, from, he's a high school kid out of North Atlanta. Um, if the name Kenyon Drake rings any bells to you, it's his younger brother. So the the old uh, the running back who was with like the Cardinals for a while and the Dolphins. Yes. Okay. That's his younger brother. Okay. So that's that's so, so he has the genes <laughs> to be to be yes. a great athlete. Yes, like I said, they compare him to Michael Harris. So those are the two picks that stand out to me. There's nope. others that I can't remember at the point right now, but yeah, those so, are the two. 
I, I was just going to say the one pick that I saw that, that a lot of people were buzzing about online was this guy, Sa- uh, Saban Sabalos, third baseman out okay. of Oregon. I, I did a little bit of research on him. Uh, has, you know, light tower power, right? Great power. Just started playing baseball a couple, I think a couple of years ago. And he's mm-hmm. just been dynamic for Oregon as a third baseman. They said he's got like real, real, real big, big time potential as a third baseman. So it sounds like the Braves really nailed this draft, which is, uh, which is good to see because, um, you know, the Nationals picked picked up a couple good players too. So, I mean, the division is, is, is at an all-time high in terms of young talent. So, it's good that we got him. I know that they like this guy, Kate uh, Kuehler, and uh, Drew Hackenberg as well from Virginia Tech. So, you know, it's a pretty, pretty good draft class. So, I wonder, you know, time will tell because now, you know, the Braves have kind of set the precedent that they're not afraid to call up anyone uh, at any time at any point of their – you know, progress and growth. So I imagine we'll see some of these guys sooner rather than later to help out the team. There's one more that I just remembered that I think has high potential, and it's Garrett Ballman. He's a 6'8", 245 pitcher out of Haggerty, Florida. Um, he's a high school kid product. Um, he he comes from the same high school that Vaughn Grissom and Riley Green come from. So Oh, okay. <laughs> if that doesn't speak well. You know. Yeah. So I think with um, Bauman and Drake, they both have committed to colleges already. So I think uh, Bauman committed to Central Florida and Drake to Georgia Tech. So it'll be interesting to see if the Braves can sign them away, give them enough money to make them want to come and not not go to school. So hopefully they can do that. As a Georgia fan, I hope he uh, goes to Atlanta and not Georgia Tech. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Um. The, that's that's the draft for me. That's that's who I'm impressed with. I mean, there's there's a ton of right-handed pitching. Um, I think in the first 12 rounds, they got the Braves picked eight right-handed pitchers. Um, a lot of college pitchers. There was a couple of high school products, but the majority were college. Um, I think Hackenberg, um, he's got good genes as well. I think his brother is a quarterback in the NFL. Oh. Okay, that, that name sounds. Oh familiar. Well, yeah. Oh, Christian Hackenberg it was a quarterback. He went to Penn State and kind of flamed out after a couple of years. Oh, okay. I I, I, just, I knew the last name. I couldn't think of the first name. Mm-hmm. I got you. Um, let's see. You mentioned Charlie Morton earlier. I meant to bring this up. That the last game. I think it was his best game of the season against the Rays. One, no, it was a two to one game. Did he allow the run, or was that after he left? Uh, I, I think that it. Was, I think he did give up a home run. I think he did. Um, oh, uh, uh, yeah, Franco. That's it. That I yeah. remember it now. Yep, it was early too. It was actually it was actually the second batter of the game. That's why we both don't remember it. <laughs> but overall, I think that was one of his best games of the season, if not the best. He's been so consistent. He's been so consistent, so steady. Three point four three ERA. If you're getting that out of, you know, your, you know, mid mid rotation guy, which is that's what he is at this point of his career with a nine and six record, nine and five record. Um, you know, I I don't think that you can complain about that. And you know, he I don't know I don't know if I sent you and uh, Jeremy this link, but I have to find it. The other day, it was probably like two weeks ago. After a start that Charlie had won, he, I gotta, I gotta find it. I'll send it to you. But uh, he was okay. talking a little bit about the team 
and um, playing with this specific core group of guys. And he said he's having the most fun of his career right now. And this is a guy who's been around for long, a long, long time. And he said like the enthusiasm, how much that they play for each other. They're all pulling on the same rope and how fun it is to see like these guys. I think the quote that he used about this young core is they don't know how good they are. Like mm. he said, and, and uh, I'm not quoting it directly, but he said like they show up to the ballpark they work extremely hard. They're extremely humble and they don't even know how good they are. They're just showing mm-hmm. up and playing baseball. And he doesn't think that they've tapped into their ultimate potential and their ultimate ceiling. They're just playing like, Hey, like we're in the backyard playing baseball and that's how good they are. And I think that uh, to get to hear that from a veteran who's played in, I mean, many different types of organizations. He's went to a world series with the Rays. Obviously he's won one with us and he's played with a lot of players in this hear him say that about this young core man this is this is the golden age I'm, I'm you know this right now what this team is doing and what they will do for future years if they can keep you know keep their head down stay humble and 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 you know and like care about each other they're going to win a lot of games and they're doing it right now and um yeah, it's it's special right now special time for all of us you love to see that just people having fun at what they're doing and just because I, I i believe if you're having fun you're going to play better and you're going to play for your team and you know, that's, that's, that's what it's all about. It's a sport. It's a game. It's all for the fun and the love of each other. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Because, like, it's it's kind of like uh, the stars have aligned so, I guess, great, perfectly, I want to use the word, for this team because, you know, not only do you have all this young talent, but you have arguably the best executive in the game, mm-hmm. right? Anthopolis, he's, he's won the division every single year. He's likely to do it again this year. And I mean, he just operates at a different level because of not just the analytics, but he's getting the right people in the clubhouse as well. And, you know, you can tell that, you know, when we got him after the whole couple, uh, Copalella thing with, you know, the international uh, rules that were broken and everything. And it was like a real stake in the road. Like, Hey, like, where's this organization going to go? They just announced at the time that, you know, they're going to build the new stadium and, and do all that. And, and then they signed him. And I remember when he did come on to the Braves, I was thrilled about it because you just knew that like, he was like kind of built in Toronto as like the wonder kid, like the young GM, the brass GM who made a lot of moves and he came on and said like he made a lot of mistakes his first time that he feels he learned about um mm-hmm. I think I think like he traded yeah he traded away Syndergaard at the time to the Mets and he made he made a couple rash moves that that were mistakes like he brought on Donaldson I think which was a good move but I I, I forgot what exactly what he did but he even stated like hey I I rushed I, I rushed the process I've learned so much and I mean you fast forward to what the six seven years he's been with us now Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's changed, he's changed the organization and, uh, we're very, very lucky to have him, uh, for sure. I'll never forget that day where I was when, uh, the, the news dropped that we got him. And I remember texting my brother and I was like, it's a, it's a wrap because this guy is <laughs> top, top five, top five GM right now in the league. And, uh, he's very smart and analytically driven. And, um, I mean, what's, what has he done to prove that wrong? Right. Five division championships and a world series. Right. So um, it's 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 a really good time. And, and we go into now the second half of this season with the best record in baseball. And it's like, OK, these games, they matter. But we mm-hmm. need to keep playing well and peak in September. So we have the trade deadline coming up on August 1st. 
So roughly two and a half, three weeks or so until then, like what do the Braves need to do to improve? Right. So John, like I'm, I'll ask you, what do you think that they need to do at the deadline to improve this team? I, I, I really don't know. I mean, maybe a bullpen arm, maybe. Yeah. Um, yep. Starting pitching. I think you're going to be good. You've got Kyle, you've got Freed coming back. You've got Strider, you've got Morton, you've got, um, you know, Elder is elite. You've got you know a mixture of Allard, Schuster, Shaver, um, a mixture of that. So we, I think you're good there. You've got depth at the catching catcher, you know, catching spot with Darno and Murphy. By the way, great throw by Murphy in the All Star game. Oh, amazing. Um, you've got that. You've got you know your infield is set. You've got you know Elson, Albies, Arcia, Riley. I think your outfield steady. Um, Rosario struggles at times, but I mean if you've you know, you've got Hilliard who can come off the bench to you know help him out. You've got you know obviously Harrison, Ronald in center. So I just I don't see. Other than maybe a bullpen arm or two. Yeah. So I agree with you. I think they're going to try to get a power right-handed pitch, uh, reliever and maybe another one. And, and maybe, maybe depending on what, what comes out with Kyle Wright and Freed, maybe they'll go get another starter uh, and maybe another left-handed hitter off the bench. Um, you know, other than that, you know, very well-rounded team, obviously. And uh, it'll be interesting. And I will save, because um, I know we're about to wrap up here, I will save my uh, Shohei Otani take on why I think the Braves are going to make a run for him uh, as a free agent. So we'll save that to the uh, to, to the offseason. But I think that there is a uh, a real chance that they make at least a run for him. And you'll, and you'll hear them involved with that because um, here's why. I mean, record revenues um you you probably saw the report that came out that they're going to start breaking away from liberty and they're going to become their own identity they're going to become mm-hmm. their own public company and the team might go for sale so that's a little bit of a uh, a tease for the off season but i think that you know that that could happen so here nor there we're we're focused about this year but uh a little tease for the people sorry guys my dog's barking she's mad at <laughs> something um quickly before we get out of here um the White Sox are coming to Atlanta this weekend for a three-game series. Um, I, I, there's not much. I think they're third or fourth in their division. Um, they've got some talent, but I don't think their talent is, um, you know, performing well this year. I like Tim Anderson. Um, they've got a couple of good pitching pitchers. Um, what did you think – of the Braves in the All-Star game, and then we'll get out of here. Yeah, so, well, first off, about the White Sox series, they announced their rotation. It's going to be uh, Kopik, Lance Lynn, and then Dylan C. So we're going to get a bunch of right-handed, right-handers against us, and I think we're going to go with, um, I think, Charlie uh, Charlie Morton, Strider, and then Kobe Allard in our three starts. So interesting okay. shakeout by the Braves. They're going to give uh, Bryce Elder another day or uh, another more extended time. Obviously, Mike Soroka, too. So uh, that's what we're doing. And then in terms of the All-Star game, like, I mean, Ronald, I thought, got all of it. Uh, the first at-bat of the game. But, I did, you know, too. What stuck out to me was really cool moment of having all the Braves infield in there at the same time. I think that was really, really fun to see. You saw Allison Riley flash the leather. You saw 
Yes. A couple picks. You mentioned Cal Murphy's throw. So, you know, all in all, a good showing by the Braves. And, hey, you know, I think the AL had won, what, nine straight, nine straight games or something mm-hmm. like that. And what did it take the NL to do to, to snap that streak? To, to get eight Braves in the, in the, on the roster in the Yo. game. So we'll take that win what? as another one. And, uh, and we move on to Friday against the White Sox in the second half, which I know we're all excited about. Um, 2012 was the last win for Atlanta or the AL. Yep, yep. So here we are. Well, Kyle, it's been a blast. Um, tell everybody where you can find you on Twitter, then we'll get out of here. Yeah, you can find me at ActiC15. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, looking forward to uh, chopping it up the rest of the year with you guys. You can find me at F3 Motley Crew or the show at Ethos Braves. You can also follow us on any. Uh, listening platform, Spotify, Apple, um, and I'm sure there's some I'm missing. And for Kyle, this is John. And as always, go break. Chop on.